Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Movie Time, we asked the age-old question, were we even supposed to be here today? Well, Blake and I definitely are glad that we're here because we got to check out the latest Clerks 3, Kevin Smith, basically going back and revisiting the characters and the franchise that started it all. We check it out and see if it's worth watching, and then we kind of talk about our top favorite Kevin Smith movies. So... If you're into Kevin Smith, you're going to enjoy this episode. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack. It's that time for Movie Time, coming at you now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Look who's back. We got Blake the Wolf back after a couple weeks off doing his god knows what and eating his peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the side there you got the movie boys are back in town this week talking in this new episode of movie time thank you so much for tuning in we're gonna be talking about clerks and kevin smith here so really excited but before we start all that blake how have you been i've missed you dude it's it's great that we're doing Clerks 3 because I'm just thinking back on the past and just playing the movie of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like we're, we should make a movie about it. And then yeah. we'll make and then we'll this is actually this is going to be released 20 years from now, but it'll be yeah. like in our dreams. or so. If you've seen Clerks 3, you, you know what I'm trying to get at. Um, life's life's good, dude. Are, are you ready to are you ready to get into it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely ready to get into it. But uh, yeah, I think if we so if we were to make a movie about ourselves and what we went through in the past, would we cast anyone or would we would we just play ourselves? Do you think you wouldn't be Kevin Smith and I wouldn't be Jason Mewes? Is that what you're trying to get at, or like how would that work? I'm not Why sure. That... I don't know. You could be Dwayne Johnson could play you, and I could be played by okay. Jason Mewes. I'll still I'll keep Jason. Mewes You'll still those, keep you know, Jason weird. Mewes in there. Why is it? Yeah. Why is it Dwayne Johnson and Jason Mewes? It, we, <laughs> who knows? But the movie boys are here. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out, and we'll get into this nonsense that we're going to be talking about. Um, but before we do, if you're brand new to this channel and you happen to see this guy here smacking away at his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like you know what? I want more of that. Well. Yeah. Make sure, hit that like and subscribe buttons if you haven't done so already. Look, it doesn't cost you anything to see entertainment like this. Um, but it does help with the community grow and with supporting the channel. And I'm sorry, Blake, were you going to say something in between choose there? I yelled the word mukbang. Um, but then I also <laughs> wanted to let people know, if you want to go to my personal channel, there's a video of me taking a bath in thousands of peanut butter and jelly. So go click that, like, subscribe on my channel yeah, if you like definitely. stuff like that. No, obviously the reason I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I don't do every episode, is because it's Clerk 3, and, and the the fuck it level is so high. <laughs> We're just showing the world as it is, man. People just hanging out in the convenience store, standing outside, talking yeah. shit, man. It's Listen, real life, man. This is real, real life, life right here. Peanut butter and jelly, baby. Absolutely. I normally eat fancy sandwiches. No. For no. this, we're going to fake it like we're not rich and making a movie about two dudes just hanging outside a grocery store That's who have it. not had successful careers. 
I say, where where are my chips and salsa? I got I gotta get some salsa. Yeah, because I gotta do salsa shark real quick here. But uh, but yeah, like subscribe. If you are an audio listener, thank you so much for listening. If you want an audio version of this where you could clearly hear the smacking of the lips as Blake is chomping away at his peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you could find it this episode on the Loki Geek channel there through your podcast platform of choice. Just type that out where you I'll I'll title this Blake chewing on PBNJ while talking about clerks and you could download best that intro episode. ever <laughs> best intro we're getting weird ever. with it today i just it's watched clerks 3 i'm feeling delirious off it let's get silly <laughs> hell yeah oh uh, <laughs> but yeah download rate good stuff all that stuff let's just hang out have fun talking about movies and in particular clerks 3 right now so i have actually been and i guess in a, in a certain i shouldn't say have I'm still a pretty big fan of Kevin Smith. I, I respect him with uh, because of how he writes, how he took it upon himself to you know become a filmmaker. You know, here's a guy that he wanted to make a movie and he had no money. So what did he do? He just maxed out his credit cards and funded the movie all by himself. And he made Clerks, the original Clerks, uh, back in '92, I believe it was. Um, and it became this indie darling, right? And it kind of just like blew up on the scene and led to his pretty, pretty big career at that time. Now, some would say that, you know, Kevin Smith right. isn't 90... that big. I'm sorry. I meant to, when was I it? Meant to unmute. This peanut butter jelly sandwich is causing all types of trouble. Um, <laughs> Clerks 1 was 94, but his first 94. short film was 92. Something gotcha. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, probably the, the plan here. Yeah, the planning stages probably for Clerks happened around 92-ish, right? Well, we obviously um, spent years developing it and making such a brilliant piece of art. Sorry, I interrupted your love. Wow, talking about a sarcastic take on that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and basically the, the, the creation of Clerks was based off of his own life, right? You know, he worked at that quick stop. Um, this is stuff that he dealt with. He, the story goes that he wanted to work at the video rental store next door, RST. Uh, but the owner happened to also own the Quick Stop and basically let Kevin work at the Quick Stop instead. Um, so it was just, you know, w w along with like his friends and whatever the case is, he decided to create this movie. And then he's gone off to make other movies he became friends with a lot of hollywood elite like ben affleck and all that actually i would even argue saying that he gave ben affleck one of his earlier starts in mall rats you know so um so yeah and he's you know he's done other medias like comic books and oh what was that oh we have blake interrupting once what? again boy this yeah. peanut butter no, and on. jelly Let me sandwich take another big old bite and then i'm gonna talk with my mouthful <laughs> sorry i'm high off that jelly right now it's really this is really delicious the, the fact that he couldn't even get a job at the damn video store. <laughs> if you're talking about talent level of Tarantino versus Kevin Smith, the whole thing makes a lot more sense if you just told me that fact. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm just going to be talking <laughs> shit. I love it. Let me get back to this. I love it. I'm going to hit me. Yeah, but basically, you know, he's also written for other media. He's done comic books, TV, all that stuff like that, you know. And he's gotten to the point now where he's also one of those uh, Hollywood uh, directors who doesn't want to deal with Hollywood anymore. So what does he do is that now he crowdsources and funds all of his projects because he has this huge fan base that really follows him everywhere. 
he was one of the the first people to start a podcast and start that whole thing where his podcast is now subscribed by millions of people. I'm sure I'm probably exaggerating, but you know, he did start that landscape of the podcast, you know, environment and all that. And he still does that today. You know, he also at one point toured around the country and the world just talking about himself and his life and his career. Um, I know that because I've attended some of those things when I've been gone to Comic Cons in the past where I was able to sit down and watch Kevin Smith talk about Kevin Smith, basically, you know, and it's so fascinating how this one person is in essence really in love with himself, <laughs> that he loves talking about himself everywhere he goes. And I feel like it all is now culminated into his latest film, Clerks 3. Um, it's, you know, certain people, they get to a certain age in their life where they become very retrospective, you know, and we're seeing that a lot lately. Uh, Fable Men's, you know, Steven Spielberg's movie about himself growing up is coming out soon. You had uh, Kenneth Branagh, who did Belfast, about his life growing up. Um, James Gray uh, just released something called Armageddon Time, which is about him growing up in the 80s, like in Queens. Um, was there is there any other ones that you could think of off the top of your head? I mean, we just talked about Armageddon Time, so definitely yeah. check that one out. But um, that's it while it's fresh. But that, that that one's top of mind for me right now, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And and, and we're excited to catch Fablemans because we're, we're very curious how that's going to turn out, too. But now Kevin Smith, I guess, is getting to that point in his life where he wants to relive the moments of him making his first movie. And honestly, going into Clerks 3, watching the trailer, you kind of knew that the premise was, well, Dante and Randall, they're at a certain age and, you know, Randall has a heart attack. Now he's uh, contemplating about his life and he wants to make a movie now to kind of do something with himself. What I wasn't expecting was that this was going to end up becoming this meta uh, uh, retelling of Kevin Smith basically making the first Clerks movie. Um, And it was kind of shocking and surprising because, again, I wasn't expecting it to be that way. Um, and it, after watching the movie, it really made me feel like this was Kevin Smith once again, patting himself on the back, kind of like, you know, wanking himself off to say, this is what I've done. This is my career and I'm a brilliant genius and all that. Um, it was not great. And this is coming from someone again, who is a huge Kevin Smith fan. And I loved the original clerks. I loved even Clerks 2. I was surprised that he could actually write a sequel that was not, if as good, maybe slightly better than the original Clerks, you know? And it's because he found a way to create these ordinary dudes and turn them into actors and, and you know, kind of stars within their own universe and within their own franchise and all that. And then, of course, he starts bringing in notables like Rosaria Dawson and all that. And like I said, he's worked with so many people like Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Chris Rock, um, Selma Hayek. You know, the list goes on and on. J-Lo, you know, the, with Jersey Girl and all that. You know, like he's been able to pull in a lot of these talented people to work together. Um, he put, like I said, arguably Ben Affleck on the map, Jason Lee on the map when he cast him in uh, Mallrats and then in Chasing Amy and all that. You know, and then he his career kind of blew up after that. But, you know, of course, these two... You know, um, guys who play Randall and Dante, uh, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran, 
they haven't done anything really much outside of the whole Kevin Smith universe, but I think that's enough for them, right? But wow, they really went back in time here. And this movie really felt like a time capsule of trying to reminisce and recapture those moments back in the early 90s um, as he was making this movie. They brought everybody back. And I was really, really shocked how when they started you know, casting this film, how they just brought all the original people you saw in the original Clerks back. And let me tell you, getting old sucks, man. Getting old Could've really used a little sucks. more CGI on this, <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Getting old is a pain. It like really sucks. And you could really tell how getting old really affected a lot of people. Kind of uh, what the movie's about in a certain right. way. Right, because it, it is him telling the story about the first movie, but it's also my friend is on his deathbed and now he's looking back on the past. And yeah. that's all you really need to know is that's right. the headspace that this movie is in. No, absolutely. And I have a feeling this also kind of all came about when Kevin Smith himself had suffered from a heart attack, you know. So it, it kind of plays parallels of you have your character within the movie having a heart attack having like one of those come to life moments and figuring out that maybe he needs to do more stuff with his life or change how he lives his life and all that. Kevin Smith had to do the same thing, you know, in his own personal life. So I feel like this very much parallels his own life. So once again, it's Kevin Smith talking about himself, reminiscing and living life and carry on and all that kind of stuff like that. So again, not exactly what I was expecting and very, very, uh, quite a departure from Clerks 2, especially like how Clerks 2 was uh, kind of formulated and put together there. But Blake, I know you couldn't have, I couldn't stop you from saying enough about this movie and how much you were really all over it and loved it while you were in mid PB and J fixing. So um, what were your thoughts as you were watching this movie? Listen, man, the only bigger Kevin Smith fan than me is Kevin Smith himself. Listen, buddy, I could go around the country talking about Kevin Smith. Uh, dude, they made dolls uh, about, about us that people have in their collections. And like, I can buy that and then put that in my house. And like, yeah, what else could you want from your career, dude? No, um, no, fuck this movie. I'm going to just real quick. I'm going to stop being such a punk for one second. I ah. like Clerks. I liked Dogma. Uh, th- I did. I hated this movie so much. I was going to do like a retrospective. Like, oh, let me catch out up on all the ones I missed. I, he was a little before my time. And after seeing Clerks 3, I honestly said, mm, nope. I watched one short film of his that was seven minutes, and I said, nah, absolutely, I'm done with this whole project. I literally couldn't after this movie. It sucks when you want to look back and like celebrate your career or your life and, and think about it, and then that ends up getting in the way of people. Like You can actually hurt your legacy that way, right? Like We're talking about Kobe Bryant's last season, which RIP Kobe Bryant, everything's different now through that lens. But that last season is like, Oh, we're going to celebrate Kobe and in so doing, give him all the time in the ball. And he was just ruined a whole season for the Lakers. He did have a really special last game. Thank goodness. Or else that would have just been way sadder. Um, But there's times where people get in their own way, trying to celebrate their legacy or other people trying to celebrate their legacy. It's like, no, just if you just stopped, it would have been a lot better off or just one, one more trip around the sun, baby. Let's go. Right. Right. This, this movie Mm. sucked. Like, 
<clears throat> I'm looking at I, one reason I like Clerks. I really like slow '90s independent American cinema. That is like my Jim Jarmusch is my favorite director. That is my absolute go-to. And if we're talking about directors from that era, not just necessarily that type, but if we're talking about like Richard Linklater, Gus Van Zant, Jim Jarmusch, Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie is only a couple years after this one. Tarantino's first movie is the same year as Clerks. Yep. And he's winning the Palme d'Or for that. If you like look at Kevin Smith's bonkers ass career where um, at some point we're going to go over our top fives. And, and I had to clarify, like, are we talking about directors? Cause he was a, is, he was an extra in one of the diehard movies. So I kind yeah. of almost want to like, he had a cameo there. So I almost would put that above like two thirds of his, his oeuvre that it was, is like, I, and I'm, I, I'm honestly also kind of mad. One reason I'm kind of in, in this mood is he could have been really great and he can be, and he has moments where he's great. And there's even times during this movie where I go, Oh yeah, Kevin Smith, he's, he's got a good eye. He yeah. knows his stuff, but this movie is absolutely not it. And if you want to celebrate the legacy of clerks, watch clerks, do yeah. not watch this one. It, it'll have the opposite effect, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it, it was again, as someone who grew up, watching his movies and like i said like he was at one point a huge inspiration for me because again not you know you know didn't have any money wanted to make a movie decided to take it upon himself and you know was able to put together this this uh, film that got so much acclaim during that time and i think it was also perfect timing too because like you said around that time in the 90s you had a lot of these independent directors who were just starting and putting their stuff out there, getting recognition. And I think this was also during the time when there was a switch in movie making where it wasn't only about the blockbusters anymore. You know, now there was this like love and need for more of these indie movies, more of these like more personal stories, uh, stuff that are way far out there. You know, like, yeah. You know, I always say Pulp Fiction was one of those movies that kind of opened me up to, wow, there are more movies than your Star Warses and Indiana Jones and all that stuff like that. And then shortly after, I came across Clerks for Kevin Smith. And I was like, wow, the dialogue, the jokes, you know, the jokes were so like mature and very like uh, dark and all that. But still, it, it was funny. It was thought provoking. And, and there was, you know, certain messages in there as well. Um, and Kevin is able to write great dialogue, meaningful moments. You know, we've seen it in other movies. Um, I think one of the things that I think most people will say is that Chasing Amy was one of those movies that no one ever thought someone could make, but also make an impact as well, you know, as far as storytelling is concerned. Uh, with such a taboo subject, too, at that time. You know, and right. again, you have to think about the time this came out. Um, so, you know, he is very innovative in a lot of those ways, but I think with Clerks 3, it, unfortunately, it was just one of those things that this is, I'm doing a service for the fans. This is just for the diehard Kevin Smith fans who loves my stuff, who loves my universe, who loves me, who loves my characters. And I'm just going to fluff it with all the stuff that they love and make jokes that only they can get, that only I can get. You know, this was definitely just a movie that he made for himself, 
for the fans that follow him. He had all of his buddies in the movie. You know, the, the guy he does a podcast with has a role in this movie. You know, it's just like everyone that he's like buddy buddies with are in this movie. The guys who run the comic book shop, they all find their way in this movie. You know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, he's just doing this movie for all of these people and for all of the, the people that fund it and follow him and all that, which, again, nothing wrong with that. But it makes me miss the the Kevin Smith that we've seen before and I want to see Kevin Smith do more groundbreaking stuff which I think he's still avail you know he still can do but again maybe just he's at that point in his life where he's just like you know what I can do the fan service stuff right now because that's what people will pay me for that's what people will you know you know buy and all that stuff like that and um yeah I, I'm I'm glad I didn't see this in the theater I'm glad I didn't go to one of those uh, screenings that he was touring around with, you know, where he, he would show the movie and then talk afterwards about it, because I think I would have been a little oh, pissed off. <laughs> a little much at that yeah. point. Like, okay, you just did it in the movie. You just shut up. Just shut up. It's like, I don't need to hear you talk about this movie anymore because, yeah. I'm, when, I'm in the done. movie where you talked about your other movie. <laughs> right, yeah. I can't, but, there's no way. Yeah, so basically. Eventually the House of Cards will fall apart, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. It's, again, as if he couldn't get enough of himself, he decides to narrate the reason why he makes this movie during the closing credits of the movie. It's just like, if I wanted to hear about this, <laughs> I would have seen like an extra or a YouTube video of you talking about it. Why are you forcing me to listen to you talk again about this movie and like how it was where back in the early nineties when you created Clerks and you did your movie and, and all that? It, look, God bless him that the fact that he can like have the ability to feel like, oh, you know what, I'm important enough that I can do this. Why not? You know, but uh, it, it it feels almost like he he had the insight. Oh, Hollywood is full of itself. If I'm full of myself, people will take me seriously. And it's yeah. just like been playing a, a, a it's like a, a scam of a career. But or maybe he's like some kind of megalomaniac. I, I will say, um, when, uh, I'm an avid podcast listener, and um, if you are too, you should check out Low Key Geek on the podcast of your uh, app of your choosing. But the, the one of my, a, a longtime fave is you made it weird with with. Um, Pete Holmes and Kevin Smith did an episode recently. Absolutely amazing. This guy has a great brain. He's a great storyteller. Yeah. He's was genuinely funny throughout. And I, I, I really have respect for Kevin Smith, the dude who cares about movies and has made yeah. some really good movies. Um, which is again why this was 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 such a disappointment. Um, I, I think it makes sense, right? He's in a retrospective mode. And there is something where in your life you say, oh, this is the most important thing that's happened to me. And, and there's even, there's a little like debate dialogue happening because um, in that podcast, it will always get like semi-religious or metaphysical or whatever. I'll talk about like, what's the meaning of life and stuff. Mm -hmm. And at some point, Kevin Smith is talking about like, well, what did I do all this for if there's not an afterlife where I can like look back on it? And literally, this is the mindset of a man who, and they get into a little debate about it. Like that, that can't be what you're living for is to be able to appreciate that you made these movies. And literally, like, and I, it wasn't ironic or tongue in cheek. It's like kind of the attitude of this movie of like, no, I made these things and it was important. Promise, trust me. Listen, everyone, listen to me. I made a movie. Like, 
and it is it is actually beautiful like who who hasn't had the dream of oh me and my buddies are going to make a movie or oh, absolutely going to get discovered randomly and oh, i'm going to be yeah. friends with ben affleck one of the biggest stars of the night and for i'm just some random kid from new jersey like that is actually a, a lovely story yeah. i wish it had been told better in in this movie yeah. for sure and the, and and I think the perspective I'm coming at it too is I'm kind of a half baked Kevin Smith fan. I'm like coming into it. I've appreciated a few of his movies. I've loathed a few of his movies. I haven't seen a lot of them. I'm 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 glad that you're here to explain more of that in joke stuff or give that insight. Yeah. I know there were multiple times I go, I bet that was an inside joke that I'm just not because I haven't seen clerks in ten years and I just mm-hmm. don't remember that joke or even the the characters are referencing the in jokes that they're making to oh remember all the crazy stuff that me and Dante said when we were standing up yeah. here what if we made a movie about that yeah. um so if you are a diehard clerks fan you've already seen this movie we don't have to sell you on it or, or sell you against it at all I mean, you probably even had like oh yeah that was fun um there's not enough like that's not enough to get new folks like me who are either on the fence or hey i'm gonna need you to actually make a good product again um, in order for me to stay on the Kevin Smith train, and now I'm I'm fully off it right now. Yeah, no, I I, I don't I don't blame you again. Uh, being like a partial fan of his, then I could totally see how a movie like this can completely turn you off. Um, like with me, it was it was it was if anything, it was just a major disappointment because, you know, again, like you said, he's a great storyteller. I love. You know, even though it, it is, it sounds silly to sit down on him talking about himself and his life, but the way he tells these stories are so engaging and so, and has like comedy and and realism to it. He paints a very beautiful picture, so you could actually see these things happening. He just has that gift where he could really—he has a gift of gab, right? Where he could just really tell stories and talk. And listening to him talk has always been fascinating. And, you know, I've heard him on other shows where he could just go off and on tangents and rants and all that. And it's engaging. It's always been engaging. And that's one of the reasons why I look forward to his movies, because I feel like he can write the same way. But with this, it's it just feels like I, I don't know where that went. You know, it, it just seems like very tongue-in-cheek, a parody of itself, a parody of, like, everything that he's done in the past, even down to his directing of the the people in the film, because, you know, if you if you actually took the time to watch Clerks 2, right, and you compared the acting in that movie to the acting in this movie, you would probably wonder what happened, because mm. the acting is, like, way over the top in most of the time, and it, almost, like I said, a parody of themselves, acting in a movie about themselves you know and it was just like what where did this come from because you know the people when clark's 2 came out people were saying like oh you know this guy who plays randall he's actually a pretty good actor or this guy who plays dante wow he's the chemistry he has with rosario dawson wow it's amazing when you see this movie and especially like during the emotional moments of the movie you're like i trying not to laugh because it mm-hmm. looks very comical when it's a moment that's not supposed to be. So, um, and we'll, we'll talk of some spoiler stuff just to clarify some of the things we're talking about, like in a little bit, but, but yeah, it was again, just very, very disappointing, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Kevin Smith fans out there who love this movie, who enjoy this movie, who thought it was maybe a proper homage to a movie like, like this in the past. One thing I will say 
again, to to go to your point about the inside jokes and, you know, those in the know will know. And this is not a spoiler at all because this is actually in the trailer. When they were talking about that um, one scene where uh, Dante's character is supposed to die because uh, he's getting he's going to get shot by that one dude. That was an actual ending of the original Clerks movie that Kevin Smith filmed. And he originally had that as the ending, but he felt that it was a very morbid ending to this story that he decided to cut it and not have that as part of it. But it's been filmed. You can find it as a deleted scene on the DVDs and all that stuff like that. So, But again, if you didn't know that, then you would just be like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. But then it's an like inside joke of an inside joke of something that actually happened. And, and you know, if you knew, you knew. Um, I already blocked so, yeah. Clerks 3 out of my memory, so I don't even remember <laughs> like where that would fit in or what that would have. Clerks 2 was so long ago. Yeah, That's that's the, the level of energy I'm coming into with. But it does make sense to not throw this on a streamer or like Netflix's front page. People are having to pay to see this yeah. movie still. That's pretty smart because now you go, oh, if you're in on the Clerks project and the Kevin Smith of it all, and you're a big enough fan, you'll pay 15 bucks to see it early. Because I don't know like who would buy this for how much money and put it on their, just fill out the the Amazon Prime library with this one, put some ads yeah. on it, so it at least makes some money on, off that. But um, it, it, that actually does kind of make sense. Like almost like a Patreon type of, or like him having sure. the fans crowdfund the movies. Mm-hmm. I understand him wanting to be bought out of Hollywood, but... Um, I'm curious what the true, like the fans who saw this and loved it, like what percentage of people are we talking? Like how much are we making off of this? And is that a sustainable product when you kind of sell your concept up the river? And it happens to so many things where they go, oh, we need to make one more sequel. We need to make one more sequel. And then now it's watered down and it lost the cachet that it had. And that actually would kind of be sad if the Clerks 3 is what kind of like killed the whole um (laughs) like the whole machine where people who bought that one go, actually, I'm not going to buy the next one. And yeah. at some point that would dwindle unless you tar- turn in more quality products again. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I will say before we, we carry on and move on from here, um, another reason why this was also a big disappointment for me, because I thought Jay and Silent Bob reboot was actually a really decent movie, you know, because again, it's a, it deals with the subject matter of, getting older in life and changing your ways and realizing that, okay, now I have to grow up and I have to, you know, realize certain things. So when Jay played by Jason Mewes realizes that in that movie, it was actually very touching and kind of heartwarming and all that. So I was kind of hoping for maybe the same effect with these two characters that we've known for God knows how many years now, but instead it just, felt very flat and it felt flat for me and I'm just like okay I honestly I could go on without even seeing any more of any of these people ever again like I think it's the door has been closed in the clerks universe for me I'm pretty much done if they decide to do anything else I more power to them and again bless them for whatever the case is but that being said have you been a huge fan of, of Kevin Smith are you a huge fan of clerks did you actually help 
fund this movie when he was doing his crowdfunding and crowdsourcing and all that? Let us know in the comments. We want to know from the Smith fans out there. Yeah, was this something that you were happy with? Was this something that you were expecting? Or were you, are you like us? Were you left disappointed? Let us know in the comments. We love to hear about it. Let's have a discussion about this movie because I'm sure if anything, as we know from fandom, especially like Star Wars, things can be divisive. And this may be the divisive Kevin Smith film ever in his library, especially if you're a Kevin Smith fan and all that. Divisive, like one person really, really loved it and everyone right. else absolutely <laughs> just was like, why? Yeah, that may, that, I don't know if that's what divisive means, but I, I, I genuinely am curious. I'm sure if you're one of those folks and you're going to watch every clerk's review and you want to throw down in the comments, like, I, I was pretty mean about this movie. Renee was like also mean, but maybe not as mean as me. Uh, I'm I'm genuinely curious, like if if there's somebody who's like, no, here's why this is actually, and there's like a meta thing, and there's a way where like, oh, this is a, a deeper thing in uh, entering the Clerks franchise because it's about the whole thing and how it's all meaningless or something like that. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't supposed to be good. Like tell me that if that's the case, and I'll at least go like, oh, okay, maybe he didn't mess up his vision of it. Maybe that was on purpose right. that it was so bad. Something like that. But if you've got a reason, please, like, why why this exists, definitely let us know. Because I'm still curious and I've seen it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, we're both curious, you know, because, again, like, I, I'm, I am more of a fan. But I, too, was left very disappointed with this movie, you know. Um, hey, everybody. Are you a fan of collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, and all that stuff like that? Do me a favor and visit EntertainmentEarth.com and you won't be sorry. Entertainment Earth is the premier place online for the latest and greatest toys, the most exciting action figures, and the coolest gifts and collectibles pop culture has to offer. From television, movies, sports, celebrities, comics, internet memes, and every fandom in between, they drop new products daily and curate their selection so that you don't miss out. Whether you're looking for something stellar from a galaxy far, far away with Star Wars, or from the streets of Gotham City with DC Comics, they've got surprises for everyone. Get access to exclusive releases and limited run pre-orders. You can even reserve hard-to-find items before they arrive. From Funko to Hasbro, all your favorite vendors are represented in their robust catalog of cool collectibles. Take advantage of their unparalleled industry expertise and make your collection as worthy as Marvel's Thor. They are pleased to offer risk-free shopping with their industry-leading mint condition guarantee and hassle-free 90-day returns. Find that grail you're seeking for yourself or someone you love. And because I know how special they are and how they're going to be great for a lot of you out there, I worked a special deal with them that if you check out the link featured in the description of this episode, you will get 10% off plus free shipping over orders of $40 or more. I mean, that is fantastic, don't you think? Now, the 10% discount is only good for uh, in-stock merchandise, so it doesn't work for any pre-orders, but if you take a look at their site, there's going to be a lot of stuff they have in stock that you'll probably want to get. So again, visit that special link in the description of this episode to take advantage of this awesome 10% offer plus free shipping and buy yourself or a loved one something really cool. Entertainment Earth, so many toys, so much fun. But let's let's talk. There has to have been some redeeming stuff in this movie or, or some things that maybe you laughed at that you weren't expecting to laugh at. So we'll take a brief moment to talk spoilers for some stuff that was done in this movie. Um, maybe, you know, 
Blake and I can come to some sort of common ground. I was like, you know what? We both found this part funny, and this is why. So oh, I'm going to throw it to you. For sure. thousand percent, yeah. No, it's when the credits ended, and then my screen turned to the home screen, and I said, thank God it's over. That was the funniest and best part of the movie <laughs> is when it finally stopped. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it? That's yep. That's the side. That, that's the highlight okay. reel of the movie. Is the last point oh one, and then that's it. There's like highlight all the best clips from Clerks three. Right, Come check right, it out on YouTube, right. and it's a YouTube short, but it's even shorter than the maximum amount of time allowed for a short. It's just the last name of the credits going. <laughs> that's it. Um, okay, let me just try to think of one nice thing to say about this. All right. Well, movie. while you think of that, let me let yeah. I'll, I'll say some things that I found that was. The funny cameos. go ahead and, I have one yeah and yeah. and some maybe some things that were shocking that I'm surprised they went this route um and maybe I found disappointing so I guess the biggest shock to me was learning that Dante's girlfriend slash whatever Rosaria Dawson's character from Clerks 2 is dead at this point you know it turns out that she died back in 2006 shortly after Dante agreed to stay with her and not go to Florida with his then girlfriend at the time, or fiance at the time. She was pregnant with his baby. So it was really shocking to find out that she was dead, apparently killed in a car accident, and with child in, in belly. And I thought, wow, that was very brutal and harsh uh, to find out when that was kind of explained in this movie. But going back to what I said earlier, those moments of him dealing with that grief and him, you know, crying and emoting and then seeing her ghost and talking, having conversations with her ghost and all that should have felt more emotional. But I found it almost at certain times wanting to laugh at it because it just and I think this has to do with his acting this time around. It just was not for me believable. Now, Rosario was fine. Well, you're dealing with, you know, a well-established actress, and she's good in a lot of things she does. But with him, it it always threw me off every time those emotional beats hit the screen. And I just didn't feel those emotional moments the way I probably – it was meant to have felt. So, I don't know. Did you feel the same way there, Blake? Um, I know when it, when they talked about the car crash, I I remember thinking to myself, I wish that every copy of Clerks Three had been in that same car with Rosario Dawson, and that would have been a better ending to this <laughs> whole franchise. But no, um, I love Rosario Dawson very yes, very much, an all time fave. That the acting from the two main dudes was really bad, and it kind of made me wonder, like, is something wrong here, like? Mm -hmm. Like our, I, I was going, it's kind of like seeing Jackass, the most recent one. I'm like, okay, who's, is somebody on drugs? Is this guy like, is he not okay? Did he lose too many brain cells? Like what's, I, I, I and uh, that most recent Jackass movie, way, way better and smarter. Oh, absolutely. More clever than this one. I'm not trying to make any comparison on that, but I was literally going like, like, is everyone's, did everyone show up to set today? Who's in this movie? Cause I couldn't yeah. tell. Um, and yeah, I a hundred percent remember there's a scene where he's crying and I kept, <laughs> there's things where it's so sad. You kind of have that, like, um, what's the old lyric that I always laugh at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean, but you assume whatever, um, God, that 90 song, it's the one where it's like, it's so 
painful and are and like tense. You just like, but this wasn't that. This was like I thought he was about to make a big fart joke or something. Like I thought this character was about to like. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not actually right. crying, babe. Like it didn't even feel it. Uh, it didn't feel earned at all. And there, yeah. like, honestly, the crying, the acting of the crying wasn't that bad. And that's why I was all like, there's got to be a joke here because they're really selling this moment mm -hmm. in this movie that is like a farce of itself, of yeah. a copy of an old version of itself. Like, and there, there's a, if we're talking about like moments, we like, there's a moment where they're in the movie theater and I really like, there's, movies where they put characters in a movie theater and they're sitting up and enjoying the movie. And I feel that way when I watch movies, I love movies so mm -hmm. much. I remember thinking like, Oh, this is a really beautiful moment. It's like, it's like the story of his life. And I looked at the people on the screen and I looked at the characters as they are now. I was like, Oh no, something is very uncanny and wrong with this. Like, it'd be like if a wax museum version of your favorite movie was playing and then it was melting before your eyes, like, not it was an unholy sight in that way like the current version of it and there's times where it kind of reminded me of which we're not going back to the major the most recent matrix we don't have the time but there's times where they would show the old matrix movies in the newest matrix movie and there's people who are like yeah what you're kind of doing right now it's not good because you're showing me the great great thing that i love and remember and now you're doing the fan service like current right. version I'm like i wish the, can, can we just put that movie can, actually just don't don't go back can we just keep playing the old movie yeah. um i had that feeling on this one for sure um there was moments that where i i'm like a i'm a bit of a sap and based on like storytelling it seems like kevin smith is too like he's for oh, absolutely. a, a, a yeah. dirtbag gen x kind of guy like he's he can get emotional in his storytelling mm -hmm. and is affected by the, the things that happen around him the people he loves so there was something about the sentimentality of this movie that i actually did find kind of heartwarming it was kind of lovely to see friends hanging out and even yeah. though they made a crappy movie it's kind of like oh yeah we're getting the gang back together and i missed you guys so much and there was there's something nice about that oh I'm, I'm just trying to think of nice things i've got i think i got one more in me maybe after that but that's that's a nice thing to see the gang back together you, you mentioned that before yeah no 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 definitely like, like again we're, we're we're ragging on this movie left and right but there are moments that if you really just take a step back and and look at what he did here he you know, obviously this was like lightning in a bottle for him, right? When he made this first movie and it, it blew up, made him a prominent director, name around Hollywood, all that stuff like that. A lot of the people that were in that movie were people that he knew, people that he grew up with in the neighborhood and all that. And he brought them back, you know, to kind of just, you know, hey, we did this great thing back in 94. You know, I, I want to pay tribute and homage, homage to that. And I want you back here with me to kind of, you know, re retell this and, and relive it again. You know, every bit player that was in the original movie, the guy who was trying to sell the Chulis gum while with the with the with the lung that's on the counter. He he's back in this movie. His the the one who plays his girlfriend who used to always bring him pasta at work. Um, you know, she comes back in this movie and they had this really funny moment where, you know, they haven't seen each other for a while and it's like, hey, it's really good to see you. Oh, great. You want to fuck now? And like, <laughs> they just go at it in the car and I thought that was like really funny. Um, you know, it's just like like all these people, the guy who sees the cat taking a dump in the kitty lair, they brought that dude back. You know, it's just and I'm and a lot of these people are in their older, you know, stages in life. And it's kind of nice just to be like, 
hey, I never forgot you people, you know, because you, because of you guys, this is what, you know, got me to where I am now and all that. So that was very sweet. And I will say, even though I rag on the emotional bits, you know, by um, the actor Brian O'Halloran, um, the one scene where he blows up at the end, where he just had it and he's done with Randall and he, he yeah. has this huge emotional outburst, that actually felt real. And when I saw that, I was like, where was this the whole time? You know, like I wanted to see more of like this, you know, the, that level of acting. And it, that was phenomenal. And you really that, that was the one part where I felt that, wow, this is really real. And he, you know, this guy pouring his heart out saying, I'm done with your nonsense and blah, 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 this and that. And, you know, your life is my life and I've lived all this. And, you know, maybe, you know, you had a heart attack, but I died a long time ago when, you know, you know, um, Becky, I believe her name was, when when she died and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was so heartfelt when that happened. And that led to that moment where he's watching his life replay in front of his eyes in a movie theater and all that, because that's a metaphor about when you pass and when you go, that's how your last moments will be like or whatever the case is. Um, so that was great. But, you know, again, we didn't get a lot of that here in this movie. Um, I will say also another standout for me was Elias. Um, the actor there is Trevor Furman. Uh, because in Clerks 2, we were introduced to this character, Elias, who, you know, is a very into Jesus and, you know, comes from a very like religious family and very innocent and all that. And we kind of see some of that innocence, innocence breaking at the end of the movie. Here we see him do a complete turnaround where it's just like, all my life has been wasted because I always pray to Lord and Jesus Christ. And it's because of him, you know, my friend is dying in the hospital. So, F you, Jesus, basically, he says that and just goes to uh, satanic worship and how it, every time we saw him on screen, he was in a different garb, in a different like like devilish garb where, you know, he starts putting on face paint and makeup and all this kind of outfits. I thought that was actually one of those like funny gags that would they threw in there where it's just like, OK, how is he going to look like now in this scene? And literally every scene he shows up, he's like a different looking person. And I thought that was actually pretty hilarious. Um, one thing I didn't like was his buddy, who is actually Kevin Smith's son. Um, and again, really? is, yeah, you, yeah, I'm sure you didn't know okay. that. But uh, yeah, honestly, I like. OK, that's so oh, you funny. did like him. OK, I that was one of the only characters that I just thought like was good now. It was a, another self-referential. He's like a little silent Bob or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you got your own yeah. corny shirt. Oh, we get it. You're referencing yourself. I don't know if it was his son. That makes it make more sense. I actually thought that actor had more charisma and charm than the dude next to him who had all the lines. Maybe mm -hmm. that's easier or an easier role to play. I thought that character, like just watching that character interact with people was entertaining to me. Oh, you know what? Uh, I Let me correct myself. That's not his son. Um... I I mistook him because I think Kevin Smith did a, a web series where he played his son, and I think that was the last time I saw For, him. Yeah, this is either way. It's not his first time doing nepotism stuff. His daughter yeah. is in Clerks Three, um, yeah. and has been in a couple other movies. So um, uh, that mistake that that makes sense. Um, for me, the and I and I think it's kind of part of it's like nepotism and like, oh, yeah, I think part of it might just be we only have so much money and can we just who's available? Right. So when it when you're getting that deep, 
I'm going through the list of cameos because that was one of my favorite things about this movie. Oh, yeah. As a movie lover, I always love to see other famous people in movies and movie stars in movies like this. That was actually fun. Yeah. But my favorite one on this list from, uh, from SlashFilm.com is Kevin Smith's assistant and her husband are in this movie. And then I'm looking at, like, who is this person trying to figure that out? That's where I learned that their first credit in Hollywood was a thank you from Kevin Smith's 2002 film, An Evening with Kevin Smith, where Kevin Smith talks about Kevin Smith at various venues around the country. So See? I'm not sure if this is like, a, oh, let's get the gang back together. If it's like, a, hey, who do you know? Oh, my yeah. assistant can play somebody's mom. Um the, the list of cameos, I, let's just blast them off, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually have it up here um, with me right now. So I'm going to put this on the screen so that nice. we can all play along. Um, and it, yeah, but yeah, you're right. The The list of characters here is actually, the, the cameos is actually pretty big. So hold on. And some of them are in jokes for Clerks fans. Like, oh, this is the guy who held the thing in the back of the store yeah. of the whatever and probably was available because his career didn't take off. Yeah, no, but absolutely. But other folks are like proper bona fide stars or I haven't seen them in a while. Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Great. Always love to yeah. see Amy Sedaris in a real role. Not just yeah, like and it was interesting. Role. It was interesting, too, because Amy Sedaris was there. Um, she played the doctor that was operating on Randall as he had his heart attack. And they kept talking about Star Wars and The Mandalorian, which is a show that she's oh, on. Oh, thank which is, you. <laughs> yes, okay. Which is really, oh, yeah. really she hilarious. Was great in that role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but Justin Long, again, uh, someone that Kevin has worked with multiple times is in this movie. Sarah Michelle Gellar is in this movie. And her hubby. Freddie and her hubby, yeah, FPJ, is in there, mm -hmm. too. Uh, ben Affleck does come back. And, of course, he's always going to support Kevin with whatever he does. Anthony Michael Hall is in this movie. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. Donald Rawlings. Bobby Moynihan doing a great Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. Bob. That was great. It was so good, yeah. Like, like you're right. Like that that cameo stuff was really funny. Fred Armisen was in there also, but it it does feel like whoever was walking around the set at any <laughs> given moment was like, "Hey, you free right now? Just film Danny, this real quick." Danny Trejo was trying to go to a different movie set. He was like, right. hey, "Is this like, hey, actually? Uh, come here, real quick." <laughs> they just used yeah. the, the first thing he said. Donnell Rawlings, who I I know from Chappelle's yeah. show mainly. Mm -hmm. That was great. I'm I'm I, I'm sure we mentioned Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Kate Micucci is a favorite comedian of mine. Um, she she was good in this. Apparently, the Impractical Jokers. Like I'm going through the list. I don't know who some of these people necessarily are. Yeah, the three. Yeah, the three like, guys. I wouldn't from recognize them, but yeah. they're famous, right? Yeah, they um, are. Yeah, a lot of people love them. Um, Melissa Benoist. Uh, she plays Supergirl. Um, who Kevin's written some of those shows, so it it makes sense that he was able to get her to to cameo in this one as well. Um, his podcast partner, like I mentioned before, Mark Bernardin, uh, he shows up in this movie at one point. Um, Chris Wood, who's actually, I believe, the reason why he made that Power of Grayskull um, kind of uh, comment because I think he was one of the voices of, I think he played the voice of He-Man in the Kevin Smith directed Masters of the Universe cartoon on Netflix. So I think okay. that's why he's in I'll this take movie. Your word for that. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's right. I would have yeah. no idea. Um, Michael Chiklis, uh, who played, what's, mm, I, I, hate, I hate talking to comic book folks who know. 
Uh, Michael Chiklis played in the the thing in the Fantastic Four movies. The old correct. One. That is yeah. correct, and he's also on the Shield. The yes, of course. As a big fan of comic books, I love that. <laughs> no, the Shield is not a comic book. <laughs> I know what the Shield is. Of course, it's a <laughs> book. For those of you out there who doesn't know, yeah. <laughs> this this movie is. I'm I'm thinking about it. If you're the kind of person who edits Kevin Smith's Wikipedia page, you are going to love this freaking movie. Oh, yeah. This was made for the 17 people who do that. I'm sure those fans, it's fan service for those folks. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, there's really not much to talk about or spoil in this movie because, again, it's just if you have it in your mind that you have the, these people going back and filming – the original movie just today that's basically what this movie is so you could just imagine that all the jokes have been repeated all of the cameos and situations and scenarios have been repeated maybe with some additional flavor here and there um but yeah that's really basically it but i mean these are at least for us some of the highlights there was there anything else you wanted to add there like yeah um also the cameos and uh mm, yep that's it yep uh there, <laughs> there was there were there was a gas station uh, some of the signs <laughs> on the gas station were funny um yeah. that was we are in mourning we promise something like that right i right. honestly to me the, the, silent the bob quick stop yeah yes thank you yep silent bob to me is actually a compelling movie character Mm-hmm. I would rather see a Silent Bob Charlie Chaplin situation than another Clerks. Oh. And then, actually, sorry, you would know the the uh, lore of Jay and Silent Bob. He's talked before, yes, yes, and he just so, like talks once per movie when it's important or something like that. Is that exactly? It, it's okay. it's always been like at that moment where there needs to be a certain message relayed or like a moment right. of truth moment or whatever. In this case, he talks because he becomes like the, the, I guess, cameraman or director of of photography for this. So he starts talking philosophical. <laughs> he starts waxing knowledge about. Well, I think we should film this in black and white because da 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 da. And he's talking about clerks. He's giving right. a reason why it was filmed in black. And exactly. White. Yeah. At the end, they're like, well, there's actually kind of like three or four reasons, and meh. It was it was a <laughs> yeah. bit of like a, and, and you know that kind of makes sense, right? Like that. Yeah, and maybe it was for maybe it was because of budgeting reasons, or who knows, or maybe you just yeah, well, thought it'd be a quirky decision. Right. Well, again, it's it's Kevin Smith once again defending why he did certain things. Yeah, pontificating yeah. because he also mentions how. Plus, it, it's also like as if a viewer watching things through a security camera while things are playing. Blah blah blah. That's why black and white. Yeah, which is all things he said in the past too. If you've ever hear him talk about the making of Clerks, but I thought that was pretty pretty interesting and, and funny yep yeah I, a quick aside one thing i i actually enjoyed when he was doing the podcast is that that i was talking about earlier he was talking about people who just talk shit online and yeah i i i have not made clerks i am glad that kevin smith exists i am glad that he is trying things i'm glad he's taking risks i'm glad that he has fans i'm glad that yeah. those fans enjoy these movies i hope that they enjoy this one very very much um just like throwing pot shots or something at somebody who's like uh a very like i i 
I salute creators for doing the things that they do. Mm-hmm. And I also, as a fan of movies, uh, want to warn other people who love movies that like you, if you're going to choose between movies this weekend, I personally would not choose clerks three. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I, I would love so much to see Kevin Smith sp- maybe take a Hollywood contract and get a budget where he can make something really special, like whatever it is he does, or even go back to the drawing board and like put the script here, like do a new thing that's different, but also low budget. I love a good low budget indie movie for, from that's along the lines of clerks. It's not going to necessarily be even possible for him to recreate that magic. It doesn't necessarily strike twice, but you don't have to just keep telling stories about that magic. So I really, really hope his next movie is is really good. Um, shout out Kevin Smith for still doing his damn thing. No, for sure. And again, we, we're poking fun of this movie. We're killing it. We're ragging on it. But we also said how much we respect Kevin as a writer, as a creative person, you know, being able to do all of that stuff. Um, I just think now it's time for him to get away from this, for get away from these characters. Do more I tusks. Mean, yeah. Right. Do more yeah. weird stuff that people aren't expecting you to do. No, absolutely. And like when he was doing those things, like it, it you know, it drew attention. We're like, whoa, wait a minute. This is from Kevin Smith. Like, whoa, you know, we didn't know he had we had, he, you know, he had this in him. And I think more people wants to see that stuff. You know, I mean, it's it's great to revisit things every now and then. But I think you it's been done enough. And I think now it's time to step away from this, you know, put it in the archive, put it in the vault. You know, mark this as a moment in time where these people, these characters, this movie meant something to a lot of people. Now I can do something different here because I know how personal he takes criticism to. Um, like I mentioned, the, the Netflix cartoon Masters of the Universe, he got so much hatred online because of his choices and, and creative decisions in that show that it really affected him. And I think he's he talks about that a lot now about all that stuff um so you know i mean it's the internet people will say what they have to say uh look at us yeah we're, we're talking our nonsense here and all that stuff like that but at least we're respected and we're, or we're being respectable you know so respectful? and we're respected yeah well i think uh, so a little bit okay you know. yeah i was being, <laughs> I was being pretty disrespectful before, <laughs> but Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far, but before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof Coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one, there are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. It also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you but for me some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach makes me a little burpy and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up uh, which is something that I need for my coffee every day bulletproof also offers a lot of keto friendly snacks and supplements anything that you need to kind of add to your everyday nutritional needs add to your diet pretty much transforms the way you feel every day so for a limited time if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now low-key geek 
all caps one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode. But enough spoiler talk. I think now is a good segue to, you know, since we are talking about Kevin Smith and all that stuff, um, he has, you know, since 94, he's put out, I believe, 16, 17 movies. Um, I think it's it's a good chance for us to kind of look back and, and see which of his movies that we enjoyed the most. Uh, so Blake and I, we decided that we're going to talk about our top five Kevin Smith movies. Now, Blake's list may be easier for him to put together because he has uh, admitted he hasn't watched a lot of Kevin Smith movies. But again, I'm, I'm very curious as to hearing what those uh, movies are and what they make the list. As we're doing this... I, Love it if you would think about your favorite Kevin Smith movies mm. and let us know in the comments what those are and if you agree with any of our lists here uh, as we go through them here. So uh, you want to go through five through one or? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I do five through one for me and then you do yours or five, five, four, four. What are you thinking? Um, let's do uh, let's do your list first and then we'll okay. go through my list and, and then, you know, we'll take it from there. Hell yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> the seriously, throw it in the comments. If there's what we're missing, or if you had a recommendation for someone who's in my spot, saw Clerks 3, I'm actually kind of mad because, like, this, I was before watching Clerks 3, I was like, oh, I want to do a Kevin Smith retrospective. I want to go watch the old ones. Sure. I want to get caught up on any of the ones I missed. And I just didn't have it in me after watching this one. So, Please feel free to recommend whatever the top. I'm curious what your top one is. Um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> okay, it's it gets. Ugh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is the short film I mentioned earlier, Flying Car, and it's okay. got uh, Dante and Randall, a seven minuter, which we didn't mention as part of the Clerks universe or the uh, what's it View Askew universe, Askew, whatever it calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go with that one for number five, just cause it's so short. And, and I uh, remember, I, w- I remember this one too, is because they're in, in traffic, right. Yep. And they're talking about the flying car, yep. right? Yeah. I love a movie that does that. Honestly, I, I love, uh, my dinner with Andre and it's something I like about the original clerks is just two people just talking and yeah. you don't need to have a whole, whatever, um, cinematic experience beyond that for it to be entertaining. So then I'm going to go with Clerks 2 for number four, um, which I'm sure is colored by Clerks 3, my experience there. Well, I'm, sure. just gonna, I'm not going to question it too much. Um, number three, Zach and Mary make a porno. I remember really enjoying that in theaters. I have not nice. revisited it. I'm kind of curious how it holds up. Kind of not sure I want to find out. But um, moving on, Dogma <laughs> number two and nice. Clerks number one. Okay, awesome. But now, why is Dogma number two for you? Dogma number... Uh, so, personally, I remember seeing it at a time in my life. I was raised mm-hmm. super religious. And I was excited about a movie like that. To okay. me, at least, it was well-written. It did a good j- send-up of religion stuff. One. Two, you got Chris Rock and George Carlin in the same movie that also yeah. co-stars. I'm going off the top here, but I'm going to try to pull it up, too. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon... Mm-hmm. Uh, heard of him, and then Salma Hayek is the third lead, right? Yeah, and then, and then Alan Rickman's yeah. also in it too. Oof, 
Oh, yeah. R.I.P. And Alanis Morissette. R.I.P. Alanis Morissette. Wait, I'm just what? kidding. She's still with us. <laughs> so I'm being a jagged little pill. Wait, is that Alanis? That's Alanis Morissette, right? That okay. is Alanis, yeah. yeah. Um, that, I, I saw that one in college, mm-hmm. in college-type circumstances with my college buddies, and it was like, it hit right that evening, and we're like, oh, man, that was a special movie experience. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So uh, with me, um, my number five will be Jersey Girl. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Of course not. It's Cop no. Out. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> no. All right. All right. I'll be. I'll be serious. I'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll be serious. My number five is Red State. Now, talking about Kevin Smith doing something completely different. This was the first time he went, you know, he entered the horror genre and he made this crazy crowdfunded, I think he crowdfunded or he funded it himself 100% uh, horror movie that is basically very similar to a lot of the horror movies we see recently where, you know, you're dealing with a bunch of teenagers who, you know, go to this one place under false pretenses, they get kidnapped by religious zealots and all that. And it's just this horrifying um, series of events within these group of people and all that. And uh, again, it shows you another side of Kevin Smith that I was not aware he could do. And I thought it was really great. Shortly after that, um, he did Tusk. And again, that was another uh, entry into the whole horror genre that was so out of left field. That you know, people to this day still still talk about that movie Tusk. Um, I, I think Red State should be uh, in that conversation as something mm-hmm. that is very different and very disturbing, and many times too. Um, my number four will go to Clerks too, and I think the the reason why, obviously, like I said before earlier in this episode, I was not sure how you could do a sequel to that original movie and still have it as equally funny, touching, and all that stuff, if not more, and he was able to accomplish it for, with this one. It's a progression of these characters. It added a new dimension to these characters as they're getting older, too. You know, so it, 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 I thought everything gelled very perfectly well. And again, the acting, so different than the acting we've seen in Clerks 3. It just makes me wonder what, what happened, right? What, what really happened there? Um, my number three is uh, Dogma. So I really thought Dogma was a great, huge swing from Kevin Smith to talk about, you know, religion and and how it affects people and kind of his parody and all that stuff. Um, the, he got into a lot of trouble with this movie. You know, he had so many people protesting and calling for the end of Kevin Smith and all that, but he was able to do something so... Uh, controversial as far as subject matter, but have so many of Hollywood elite involved in it. You know, again, Affleck, Damon, Alan Rickman, George Carlin, Chris Rock, Selma Hayek, um, Alanis Morissette. It was just bizarre the amount of talent he had in this movie. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I think I watched it recently, like maybe as of like three or four years ago. And I still found myself laughing at a lot of the stuff there and, and really enjoying it. So definitely there on my list. Um, my, number two goes to Chasing Amy. Uh, Chasing Amy, again, one of those movies that at the time 
was very unheard of in making a movie like this, you know, where the main character is, uh, you know, a straight, uh, straight guy who falls in love with a lesbian. And, you know, basically uh, how the challenges and complications of all that. Plus, it also ties into, well, you know, best friend and bromance and all that stuff and interferences and uh, different takes and views on sexuality and, and how to deal with it when you're not exposed to that kind of stuff. Now, I know some people today will watch that movie and say, well, this is the kind of movie that is wrong in all sorts of ways because you're trying to convert a lesbian to be straight and all that. It, it's it's more complicated than that if you actually give time to watch the movie and understand what he's trying to say there. It's more about just, you know, human dynamic and uh, you, you can't help but love who you love, right? And, you know, how that could be challenging and things like that. So, uh, and again, Affleck, very early still on in his career, Jason Lee, um, and, and Kevin Smith's girlfriend at the time, uh, I forgot the actress's name. Uh, she played Amy in from that, Chasing but... Amy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, why clearly? Which I just don't, I don't have this pulled up on Wikipedia whatsoever. <laughs> uh, wait, why is it not actually? Her last name's Adams. Oh, uh, is it? I'm Joey... somehow not able to. Jo- Joey Adams gracious. or or. Sorry, is it Joey Lauren Adams? Is that the? That's yes, it. Joey yes. Lauren Adams. Yeah, Thank Joey you. Lauren Adams. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, at the time was Kevin Smith's girlfriend. Um, so she did a, a phenomenal job in that role too. Um, I, I don't know where she is today, but um, you know, uh, really great stuff. And my number one is obviously Clerks because again, if it wasn't for Clerks, then obviously none of this other stuff would have existed. Like I said, this helped me really fully understand way back then that there is more to film and cinema than what I was used to and accustomed to. And it opened up my mind in the dialogue, the way things are written, the way things were shot, you know, uh, how smart the movie was uh, in many times. So I really, really appreciated it. And again, it, it made me learn to appreciate Kevin Smith for what he was at that time. Um, uh, honorable mentions, Mallrats. I think Mallrats is just one of those movies that was perfect for that time it came out. It was also uh, a lesson for Kevin Smith that once Hollywood comes in and gives you a giant budget that he maybe was not ready for that. And <laughs> he, he, tells, he talks about bunches of stories about the disasters in making Mallrats. Um, and uh, yeah, I agree with you also. Zack and Mary Make a Porno was also very fun, uh, entertaining to watch. Something that, again, doesn't involve his usual cast of characters that is refreshing in itself. So, so yeah. So, there's our list of our top favorite Kevin Smith movies there. Uh, again, our list may be very different than yours, and we want to know what that is. So, let us know in the comments what your list of Kevin's, of uh, favorite Kevin Smith movies are. Or, you know what? If you hate Kevin Smith, and you can't stand his stuff, and you just watched us hoping that we were just going to bash him left and right. Well, we hope we fulfilled some of that mm. for you, but uh, let us know why you don't like Kevin Smith. Uh, that'll be an interesting conversation to have as well. Um, but with that being said, that has been movie time for this week. And we thank you once again for tuning in before we head out. Blake, where can people find you online? On the website, redderbox.com with this username, Blake Wolf S S N where you can see I gave Clerks 3 one star. Ooh, brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Brutal. 
It's okay. I, I completely, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Um, do we have an update on your follower account? Uh, I honestly don't check anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, it's 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 uh, beneath you now. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've I've been on long enough. I've I, I do it more just love of the game. Gotcha. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's very mature of you. I, I like to see your progression there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as for me, obviously Loki Geek, you can find me Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. If you are still not subscribed to this channel, why don't you just hit that button real quick? It doesn't cost you anything. Hit that like button as well. It helps with growing the channel, growing the community. Um, and it also helps uh, YouTube recommend other content that's very similar to ours. But more importantly, it helps you be a part of this great community that we're growing here. Um, if you are returning, thank you so much for watching. Audio listeners, thank you so much as well. If you want an audio version of this show, you can find it Loki Geek Podcast, podcast platform of choice. Just type that out where you can download this and other episodes directly from there. But this has been Renee. That's been Blake. This has been Movie Time. Thank you so much. Until next time, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye.